everybody. Welcome back to That's What We Said. And today we have a special guest, Sangeeta, who is a psychotherapist. She's a good friend of mine, and she's going to introduce our topic today. Hi, thanks for having me. So we're going to talk about attachment styles and how they impact relationships and how your own attachment style may play a role in how you connect with others and the relationship you have, especially in romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we start to blame ourselves, which Mm -hmm. could be a part of how you attach to others. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's three types of attachment styles that somebody can have. The first one is anxious and someone who's anxious worries more about their partner mm-hmm. right that's their concern there's a little bit more insecurity for themselves mm-hmm. then you have those who are avoidant and someone who's avoidant when a relationship starts to get too close mm-hmm. they start to push back mm-hmm. and then we have secure which mm-hmm. is what it is which mm-hmm. is a secure attachment style they're loving they communicate well mm-hmm. they're there for you um, they understand the partner's needs and they communicate. Communication is huge. There's a foundation. Um, and some folks can actually have like a mix of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I definitely have a mix. <laughs> I definitely have a mix of a couple of those, yes. Oh, yeah. You can like you can be like, anxious avoidant or secure and anxious or all three of them depending on what's going on. But mm-hmm. what you'll find over time is one is heavier than the other. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So does, does it kind of start from like when you're a kid to does it is that where it develops or is it your experiences? It does start at childhood. So childhood experiences really stem our attachment styles. So, you know, being attuned to a child when they cry or they need to be changed Mm -hmm. or they need a feed really impacts them long term Mm -hmm. of are others there for me? What's the support I'm getting? Am I being neglected? Am Mm -hmm. I being taken care of? Mm -hmm. And as you get older, that reaction time mm-hmm. does make a difference, mm-hmm. or who was a part of your system in your home that you were growing mm-hmm. up in, mm-hmm. how they treated you, what that connection and family relationships was like. Yeah. So everything, you know, yeah, plays a role, plays, as they say. Yeah, you know when people say, comes from my childhood, yeah, and it does I think, stem. Everything does play a role, even like, like relationships, when you're in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, you could be secure, but by the time you're like a certain age, you're like gone through so much crap, then you're like, oh, you know, I'm more anxious now, or maybe, can, it, can that happen? You can, I mean, relationship experiences are huge in the sense of even relationships you were exposed to growing up, Mm -hmm. like how parental relationships Mm -hmm. were or close like family or friends Mm -hmm. and what you saw becomes normalized, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? So it's like, oh, that's how relationships are supposed to be. And it could be unhealthy, but you don't know any better because Mm -hmm. that's what you're around. And so you can start to pick up those styles as well, along with your own way of like how others in your family may have reacted. Maybe Mm -hmm. it could have been your mom or your Mm -hmm. dad or aunt or uncle. And you thought, oh yeah, okay, that's how you behave in a relationship or that's how somebody can treat you. And so when you get into relationships, you just start to behave the same way Mm -hmm. or depending on what type of relationship you were exposed to Mm -hmm. you may try to rewrite something that Mm -hmm. you grew up around to make it different to prove I don't have to be like that it doesn't have to be the same okay yes that was kind of going into what I was thinking like so let's like for example I'm anxious and um what was the third one Secure and avoidant. Avoidance. Okay, so I'm anxious and avoidance. Like any conversation or anything that has to do with like talking about feelings and stuff, um, I just run away from. Like I don't want to talk about it. And then in a relationship, I'm very about my boyfriend or a person. Like I'm very giving and I care about them. And I, you know, I put myself second. So that's more of the anxious, right? Yeah. So I do that a lot. But I kind of want to be secure because I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to be where I'm always 
thinking about that person all the time over myself, right? So, um, and so in this situation, when you are um, one or the other, I think I'm more anxious than I am avoidance. Okay. Um, but how do you kind of like, kind of get past it if you want to grow from it? So that's actually good that you brought that up because I think a lot of people are like, I want to be secure in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I want a secure attachment. You can't just, there's no right or wrong. So actually okay. like any of those styles mm-hmm. of attachment that you may have, there's nothing wrong with them. Okay. Um, it's about understanding your style so you know what to ask for when you're in a relationship. Is okay. the difference, right? Um, and learning what you need. So mm-hmm. when you're saying like, oh, I'm anxious. Like that, I don't want that in a relationship. I start to give a lot. So one of the things is once you're aware like, what do I need when I'm anxious? And a lot of the times what's going on there is you're looking for a reassurance. Mm-hmm. Is my partner available? Is my partner letting me know they're available to me? They're talking to me? Mm-hmm. So some example where somebody can like start to feel a lot of anxiety is if their partner's like, I'll call you. Mm-hmm. And someone who's anxious, if they don't hear from their partner for that whole day, they mm-hmm. start to think, did I do something? Mm-hmm. Am I doing something wrong? They said they were going to call me. They usually call me back. But that's natural. They'll that's spy- not nature? Like natural? A like- little bit. Okay. But then they start to, but the part that gets triggered is when you start to spiral out. Okay. And you think, Could, did I do something? Maybe I said something. And your anxiety all of a sudden just skyrockets into you start blaming yourself. Mm-hmm. How come my partner's not calling me mm-hmm. back? They said they were going to call me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just kind of goes to this all or nothing extreme. And their hearts start racing. So that physiological things start happening. So, so then do you think that's more of an insecurity that you have that's plays into it? Like what's wrong with me is kind of like your insecurity kind of starting to come out, right? There's a need. You're mm-hmm. just waiting for a reassurance, right? right? So mm-hmm. then what will happen with that person, once the phone rings and the person calls like, oh, hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, they called. Yeah. I'm okay. And their anxiety drops back. And yeah. now they're, they're just fine because they got the call. Mm-hmm. But what's really going on there is they're just seeking that I'm available. I'm here. So if the partner would have just messaged and said, sorry, I know I said I was going to call you back. I just got caught up with something. It'll help them. Mm-hmm. So the anxious person just has to, that's the part of changing is communicating to when they're dating mm-hmm. someone or talking to someone and say, you know, I realized I do well if you just check in with me during the But then the does day. that fall under the needy category? Sounds needy, yeah, right? I yeah. hear that all the I time when like, I, I say I that. I know, boys are always like, you're so needy. And I'm like, no, that's just what I want. It's, <laughs> it sounds needy where people think that's so needy, but it's like, no, I'm just asking for what I need. So it doesn't lead into an argument mm-hmm. or a spiral. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be a difficult conversation if you're, say you're dating someone who's avoided. It's yeah. like the worst yeah. connection you can have. Right? <laughs> yeah. Here's this person who's anxious, who needs that comfort check-in. And who yeah. wants closeness yeah. because that's how they feel they feel good the yeah. closeness helps them it helps them feel secure yeah and then they're dating this person who's avoided it's just like this disaster waiting to happen which I think at some point we've all dated that person who yeah. was avoided and yeah. like what am I doing why is this person they suddenly are close to you and then they start to push away mm-hmm. and for the anxious person that's just a spiral waiting yeah. to happen you're right. and yeah. it, you were asking like how do you this pattern continues and it can create that mm-hmm. Um, which can go deeper into that anxiety of thinking, am I doing something? But that avoidant person just triggers, right? Mm-hmm. That anxious person that mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, I, this is getting too close. I'm going to push back. I'm not mm-hmm. going to call as much. We're not going to hang out as much. Mm-hmm. Then this anxious person's like, what? They're not calling. They used to call a lot. What's yeah. going on? Yeah. So keeping in mind, if you've ever dated someone and you notice it was like close and they push back, you're probably dating someone avoided. Avoidance. Yeah. Not, it's not their fault. They're it's just, not their they're, fault. They're attachment type. They're atta- that's their attachment okay. type. But 
doesn't mean it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But now this is where the anxious person has to say, you know what helps me is if mm-hmm. you just check in with me mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. just let me know. But then that also I'm becomes doing. clingy because I'm I'm thinking of yeah. like myself and like if I. Again, like, I don't communicate my feelings. I'm anxious, but I don't communicate. So it's the worst of both worlds right there. Because uh, <laughs> now I'm just freaking out on my own inside yeah. without telling my partner, like, hey, yeah. like, you're making me freak out, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I just think that, like, when um, you have those kinds of situations, it's kind of like, are you being clingy? Because that's the only reason I don't communicate is because I don't want to be labeled as needy or clingy or too available or too this, right? So you kind of like absorb that like, oh, I don't want him to call me needy or I don't want him to call me clingy. Mm, um, you know, yeah. so that, that's where we kind of start overthinking things. But that's the anxious side. Yeah. You're overthinking, <laughs> yeah. right? I don't want to trigger the person. Yeah. Exactly why you think it's like you're a anxious. circle. Yeah, it's a circle. <laughs> But then what's actually clingy and what's needy? So what's wrong with being needy? Is that actually a bad thing that you're looking for? Like, I don't know. Do you think that's a bad I thing think, where I you want your partner to be there? too much clinginess and too much neediness. Is, well, because I think on the other side, I'm avoiding like when a guy is too clingy with me or too like, oh, I need you to call me every hour on the hour so I feel better. I'm going to be like, oh, no. And then I'm going to pull back. Now that's just unhealthy every hour, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So that would be unhealthy. But if someone just needs that check-in like, hey, I'm safe, but I'm not going to be able to call you like I I usually can I got mm-hmm. caught up mm-hmm. that's the check-in mm-hmm. that can help ease the anxiety of mm-hmm. someone who's anxious is ask for, like these are just things I notice if I don't I I just need to be able to talk to my partner mm-hmm. every day if it's at the end of the day and that's okay right because some people can just go like two yeah. or three days without talking to their partner yeah. where this person's like that's not being needy it's just like that's what they just maybe at the end of the day need that conversation so asking for it right right um, but yeah, I can yeah. see we're clingy and needy. Those can be <laughs> fine. But I think that's also being like, am I constantly calling? And they yeah. constantly want to be reached out to or, or like, there's no reason for it. Mm-hmm. And you just mm-hmm. like, call me. I need you. I need you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's unhealthy. That's then we're unhealthy. on the unhealthy side yeah. of the relationship yeah. is also boundaries. Right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so when we think about bringing in, like there's so many levels to attachment is what's a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. right? There's... In any relationship, if it's healthy, you should never feel that sense of, am I asking for too much? Is this too needy? The moment you start just to think in a relationship, what you're going to say to your partner, mm-hmm. that's your first red flag. Is this even a healthy relationship right mm-hmm. now? Mm-hmm. Because there should you should never feel like you're on eggshells or yeah. think about it because your partner should make you feel safe enough to communicate your thoughts and your feelings. That's true. So mm-hmm. if you're going back to that clingy and needy mm-hmm. feeling, and you're questioning yourself, Mm -hmm. there's already something else that's a layer there in the relationship where the other person hasn't made you feel safe enough to communicate your thoughts and feelings. Hmm. Okay. Is there levels of anxiousness? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I feel like I'm more anxious in the beginning of a relationship because you're trying to, like, you know, get the guy to, like, be your boyfriend and all that kind of stuff. But then when we're in a relationship, I'm not as, I don't really care if he calls me right away or not. Yeah, is that like, normal? Well, that's normal because you're building trust. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think that's more cautious than anxious. This is okay. probably a healthier way to go anyways when you're building a relationship. Yeah. Um, anybody dives into a relationship and is in like the first week full on contacting, calling, all in, just really giving a lot without mm-hmm. building trust, run. Yeah. yeah I'm just yeah. saying run yeah. because you don't know me. Why are you calling me so much? Yeah. Why are you not kind of figuring out who I mm-hmm. am? So those are just, we look for little things, right? And I think experience of dating is we learn 
the person, I guess when we say cling, you're needy, who's right away just giving us 100% their mm-hmm. attention and they want to spend time with us all the time. You have to think about that because yeah. initially it sounds, oh, how sweet. He's yeah. checking in on me. He wants to spend a lot of time with me. Wait a minute. Yeah. Like, uh, Hold on. <laughs> What's going on mm-hmm. here? Mm-hmm. And that probably is the guy who's going to lead into an unhealthy relationship mm-hmm. or the avoidant guy because once he gets too close and now you're actually reciprocating that bag, it's like, I'm going to push back. Because mm-hmm. it's like a cat and mouse chase. It's a yeah. game, right? And yeah. that's, that, that's the thing with relationships with all these attachment styles and all these definitions and, and vocabulary. It's like at the end of the day, it's all like a little game because you don't want to be too anxious right away. And you don't want to be like, oh, you know, I was waiting for your call. And you're like on the second date and the guy's like, oh, crap, right? Yeah. <laughs> and vice versa. Like I've been in situations where the guy's really like, you know, calling me and texting me and giving me a lot of like um, compliments. And I'm like, whoa, like you got to you gotta step back because you're freaking me out a little bit, right? Yeah. Normal. That's actually yeah. good. You're like, that's <laughs> yeah. not what I want. That's yeah. not who I'm looking for. So those are things to, to look into, right? Mm-hmm. So I think there's... There's so much more than just the attachment, but starting with your attachment style Mm -hmm. will help you actually figure out first dates. Mm -hmm. It really will. Mm -hmm. Um, I I used it myself. I I read the book called, it's actually called Attached by Mm -hmm. Amira Levine, and I thought it was a really helpful book in understanding dating since we live in the Bay Area. We all know that can be... It's very crappy. Yeah. Dating is crappy in the Bay Area, you guys. Or just probably any (laughs) big city that you live in. Yeah. Um, But one of the things that I took away from the book is once I learned my style, Mm -hmm. going on first dates became really easy. So, okay, what is your style? Um, Anxious Secure. Anxious Secure. Yeah. And so that gave me insight when I started going on dates and talking to individuals how they would behave and talk like, wait, that's not what I'm looking for. It's not going to vibe with me. And it was easier to actually start filtering through if we're going to connect or not with just some communication. So are you more anxious or more secure? I actually did. There's a little self-test in the book. And um, it was like 50-50. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. So um, in the beginning, like when you started dating somebody... Were you like really anxious to get a, a, call, a text back or a call back? Or were you more like, yeah, they'll call me if they want to? Um, are you saying like prior to when I figured this style out? Like what my attachment yeah. style was? When you, prior and then after. And okay. After, yeah. So prior to actually getting a better understanding of my own style, I used to be more anxious of like, oh, they didn't text back. They usually do. do and like we've been communicating well. And then I would start to think, what am I doing? And then I'd invest more of mm-hmm. my time and attention thinking, okay, like, Maybe you'll respond, you see, like, I'm attentive. Mm-hmm. Um, but which I noticed would cause me more distress mm-hmm. because I was investing so much more mm-hmm. only to find out this had nothing to do with me. It was actually their behavior, how they were reacting. Um, and so what happened as I kind of started getting a better understanding of my style after, you know, reading the book and other, like, you know, theories on attachment, I realized, oh... I understand, I have a certain need and that's okay, but it was that person's behavior mm-hmm. that was triggering parts of me that weren't realistic, mm-hmm. right? I would take things to a different place of like, oh, what did I do? Come mm-hmm. attention. But I was giving when that person wasn't giving back. So I, I feel like I got more secure mm-hmm. afterwards in that sense. So you asked, I think mm-hmm. you were talking about how do I change that when I yeah. think there's no right or wrong. But as you start to learn your style, mm-hmm. you start to learn what you need and mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, I don't need to react if you don't message me back. If you don't want to message me back, you yeah. don't need to. It is what it is. Yeah. Because the person who's going to communicate with me will and they're gonna we're gonna vibe better. I'm gonna be able to communicate mm-hmm. actually that need where that may sound clingy to you yeah. won't sound clingy to them. Mm-hmm. 
because you're far you're gonna be successful with someone who's secure right you're right. noticing a relationship is going to work well if the person you're with is actually secure right because even if you're anxious or avoidant they're gonna be attuned to you so um, just do you think like as we mature our styles change like you're because I think also like if you're really anxious when you're younger because you know you're still like trying to figure yourself out and you're trying to figure out like oh does he like me does he not it's like a youthful like a, a oh, immature yeah. thing too but as you grow older you kind of are become more self-aware as you were saying and then are you more like you become more secure like okay you know what if he doesn't like me if he doesn't want to text me I'm cool with that whatever right? oh yeah you do you do mature, mature. I, okay. trial and error with the numbers right the yes. more people <laughs> you date the more people you talk to mm-hmm. you really start to figure yourself out but yeah you definitely mature over mm-hmm. over time okay. if you're investing in learning about yourself mm-hmm. there's those who are just have their own personality yeah. and feel like everybody else is the issue and mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. they're not really invested in figuring this out for themselves like what role do they play because we all play a role mm-hmm. right yeah and so if we really truly want to know what's my partner relationship, we learn that about ourselves. What mm-hmm. am I doing? What's going on? Is mm-hmm. there a trend? Mm-hmm. And then there's also like games and dating, right? Like that's where the anxiety, I think a lot of people get anxiety at the beginning of dating because it's a game. Like the three day rule, remember? They're like, oh, you're not supposed to call back or text back or whatever for three days to get them to be more interested in you. But that's just making them their anxiety go up, right? Well, imagine, right? The three day rule with an anxious person. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I I think the game, should, there shouldn't be a game, right? Mm-hmm. Especially as you play the game when you're in high school. You yeah. play maybe the college if you're still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, you know, it's mm-hmm. like it's like that little boy who throws a rock at yeah, the girl but your hair and teases her. Yeah, yeah. But then there's also like if you're interested, there's a healthy way to communicate. Like, you know, I enjoyed the conversation we had, we should hang out again. There's mm-hmm. no like wait three days. What are you waiting three days for? Right. Right. Yeah, I, I. You know, I mean, guys. I'm not a fan always, of the rule. That's I, I you know. Can tell. You need a three day rule. I mean, I've gone through the three day rule, and I've gone through today's dating, and it's very different. Like when I was dating a long time ago, the three day rule did apply, and I was like, why isn't he calling me back? And I would like, I was very anxious, very anxious, especially if I liked somebody, because it oh, takes yeah. me a long time to like someone. So especially if I liked someone, I'm like, wait, where'd he go? Yeah. Does he not like me back? But then now, it's it's not a three day rule, but it is like. You text back and forth, and then it fizzles, and you're like, oh, crap, what happened, right? And then you're anxious, kind of. You're like, did I text something wrong? Did I do yeah. something? Yeah. And it's so, also we're in a world of texting, which makes it far worse. But now, like, yeah. people don't like to call. I don't like to talk on the phone anymore either. And I used to love talking on the phone. I can talk on the phone all night with my exes before. Yeah. Now it's just like, yeah, I really don't want to talk on the phone, but text me. <laughs> yeah, text me so I can do, like, something else, which mm-hmm. I think people are disconnecting in yeah. that way as well. So... Mm-hmm. Um, texting can, ooh, so much Still information can get anxiety. lost, yeah. and like the anxious avoidant, everything can get lost yeah. in there as well. Where pick up a phone, yeah. yeah, you know. I think I had a rule of like we should probably talk on the phone once before I meet you for a date. Yeah, that's true. That's a good Let one. Let me see if there's a good conversation on the phone because yeah. people can text really well yes have you ever noticed that you're like wow yeah I had a friend who um was just telling me this weekend that he asked a girl out in just emojis on the first date it was just emojis yeah it was just really cool I was like okay there's not even communication there's not even vocabulary words in your text anymore do you know where to meet (laughs) yeah but they figured it out and they ended up going on a date so that was kind of cool but um but okay so if somebody's avoidance right and how do you work on that, right? Because now that's kind of going into like commitment phobia and that's kind of it going is. into that. It is. It's a little kind of, bit harder. So yeah. this, 
that work has to come from the individual who's avoidant. There's something like you're right on. It's that mm-hmm. commitment part because mm-hmm. they're doing well. They know how to connect. But once it gets too close, mm-hmm. once the other person starts showing that connection to them, they start to step back, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And this is, it's gonna, it's hard for them to hear it from someone else. Like, you know, you were like this. and like, no, I wasn't. I'm fine, mm-hmm. right? No, I don't want to mm-hmm. get too close. And that could be history of I don't want to get hurt or if they've ever been abandoned before. There's mm-hmm. so many factors that mm-hmm. can play a role as they're just trying to protect themselves, right? So, yeah. Commitment I, is huge yeah, on that Yeah, commitment Because I feel like I'm that way and that's why I'm commitment. Uh, that's why I have avoidance and anxious um, because... If somebody doesn't reach out to me, I go crazy. But then when they start reaching out too much, I pull back. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait, but I wanted that. I wanted them to reach out. Like, I don't know what's going on with me. <laughs> right. It got too close. And you're like, okay. this is getting to be too much. So it's more of like, I'm feeling overwhelmed and suffocated. I need my space. Mm-hmm. And so that, I mean, again, just because the same way the anxious person sounds clingy, asking for what their needs are and what will be reassuring to them, the avoidant person can actually express... Like, I've noticed, like, if I get too close, I start to push back, but I need space. Mm-hmm. So being able to recognize I just need to ask for space sometimes. Where I just need my time alone, I can come back. So if you don't hear from me yeah, for, like, 24 hours, it's just a way for me to just recoup mm-hmm. or something. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of this is communication, yeah. right? Yeah. It's harder to change your attachment style because there's a lot of things going on internally and in the way yeah. you're wired. So yeah. that's a l- years of work that needs yeah. to be done. If you need something. a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Go to therapy. You can work on that. But you can, once you understand it, you can still learn to ask for things. Mm-hmm. A key, communication, right? Yeah. I think, what if I'm you're horrible sorry. with communication? I'm so bad with communication. I hate asking for things. I'm like, I don't like talking about feelings. I don't It's just, I just, I don't know. That's an, another issue I need to work on amongst many of my others. Practice. I, I know, but you know, like, when I'm dating someone and something bothers me about them, I'm more like, eh, it's okay, I'm just going to let it go because I don't want to deal with it because, I'm, you know, I don't want to, like, be drama or I don't want to, you know, cause more fire to the flame, fuel, so fuel to the flame. So I'm like, ah, eh, forget it. It's fine. It is what it is. And then 10 more things happen after yeah. that and, and then, that, like, okay. then it's a real fire yeah, that happens. Yeah, and yeah. then I, like, go crazy. Yeah. And then you actually say everything yeah. all at once. Like, probably could have started from the first thing. Yeah, right? yeah. But it is, it's, it's still going, it's hard to communicate. I mean, I think a lot of us have a hard time communicating our feelings. Again, but if you're someone who's secure, yeah. so eloquently can yeah. express, this is what I need, this is what I feel, yeah. and but they're also in tune to like what you need. They'll, they'll step back as you need it, and mm-hmm. they respect that. I always tell people, if you're having a hard time communicating with a romantic partner, because it usually is the yeah. romantic partner, yeah. practice on a good friend. So I can't, so that's the thing. I can talk to friends about like how I feel, but they're like, why don't you go tell him? And I'm like, I don't want to. I can't. I can't. What's the worst thing that will happen if you do it? He'll hear me. He'll hear you. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing. I think you want him to hear you. I know. I know. No, I know. But I don't know. It's just like, I don't, I think it's all those things because I think through um, experiences you've been called like, oh, you're too clingy or you're too needy or you're too drama or. You, you kind of yeah. play those in your mind. You're like, okay, no, I don't want him to think I'm drama. Or I don't right. want him to think I'm needy. Or I don't want him to be like, what's wrong with you, right? But that goes back to what I said, mm-hmm. is the person is not making you safe enough to feel you can communicate That's those true. things, right? Yeah. And yeah. so what's the, found, do you know the foundations of a healthy relationship? What are like elements that are important? I have no if idea. If you were to guess, what do you think are elements of just that? Communication. <laughs> yeah, communication. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> those are 
healthy, healthy two healthy things to have in a relationship. But it's a lot of the times I'll hear people say, well, I want someone more. I'm like, what do you want in a relationship? They're like, well, like respect. I was like, well, that should already be there. Right. Right. And so when you look at a foundation, healthy, it's being safe emotionally and physically. That mm-hmm. person makes you feel that way. Mm-hmm. So they respect your boundaries. They respect your space. If you need to step back, mm-hmm. um, they give you respect. Yeah. Um, there's honesty and Mm -hmm. there's trust Mm -hmm. you have to have all of those Mm -hmm. right in that relationship and if one of them's being questioned or there's a fear there's already something that's not right there right right? um and you can't have like two of them and then the rest not there because they all intertwine so Mm -hmm. it's like when someone's like well you know he's respectful but he you know he did lie to me this one time I'm like well no because you just lost trust and honesty and you can't be respectful if you just lied to your partner and Mm -hmm. now you're not giving me emotional safety because what you did right um I think we've all been there Mm -hmm. we've all been like oh but he's like this and that and we start to justify we start to make excuses yeah and vice versa that can happen for guys too Mm -hmm. So my thing is communication is a key thing there with the attachment styles, but also looking at do I even have the foundations of a healthy relationship? Mm-hmm. Because that's going to help you actually start saying yeah. the things you want to say. So, so what are the foundations you're saying? There's so respect. respect, honesty, trust, mm-hmm. um, emotional and physical safety. They kind of go together with that okay. safety. So if one is missing, then you're kind of you're like... You're missing them all. You're missing them all. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But it's so hard because, I mean, we always like, you know, we always go through our, as you age together with people or if you get married and you grow together someone's gonna you know like I've been told like oh I lied to her because I didn't want her to get upset right and you're like okay well then now what what are you gonna do with that that you're already kind of breaking the foundation so she finds out you're in a lot of trouble yeah Yeah. because you just and it's like well why would that make her upset because if you guys already had that foundation then you can work through that I mean things Mm -hmm. are gonna happen in relationships it is not cupcakes and unicorns yeah. at all yes yeah. but it's definitely about how do I argue with you right right how do we have this argument how do we have this disagreement but again those attachment styles are gonna yeah. fall right, right back, back into in. those yeah. disagreements mm-hmm. so I'm saying I'm telling you learn yeah. your style learn it's yourself. gonna help you in your world of dating so it's kind of like learn your learn your attachment styles and learn your love languages learn your love languages your attachment style and while you're dating someone or you're in a relationship learn their attachment style mm-hmm yeah. So you get a sense of how they are. And there's there's actually different things you look for. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because I think, like, some people can have all three, too. Because they can, like, I think I feel like I'm starting to get more secure because I'm starting to care less if somebody calls me or like, reaches out or not. It's part of maturity. Yeah. <laughs> but then I'm also, like, what I do like, I'm like, oh, is he going to call? Is he texting? Why hasn't he texted? And then I'm also, like, when he gets too close, I'm like, oh, we got to pull back. Yeah. So I think we sometimes we have all three as well. Yeah. Um, so kind of, like, going through all of them and trying to understand can be confusing a little bit, but maybe the book... The book will be helpful. Yeah. Attached by Mary Levine. Again, it's helpful, simple, broken down. Yeah. It's a self-help. I know sometimes we don't like the self-help books, but it's actually an easy one. Mm -hmm. You write in, you take the test for yourself. There's also points where you'll probably read it and be like, this is me. How does somebody know this is my style? I yeah. thought I was the only one who like yeah. reacted and went into this like downward spiral just mm-hmm. because some guy didn't call me back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in that situation, do you um, kind of like talk yourself out? Yes. 
you, you recognize it. Okay. And so once you're able to identify, wait, it wasn't me, it's because you haven't called me back, mm-hmm. I'm having this reaction, mm-hmm. I can actually manage this, I can reach out and say, hey, I haven't heard from you, mm-hmm. right? Or I can just say, Look, it is what it is, if they want to call, they can, mm-hmm. like, I can't control other people, I can't control what they do. Right, right. This has nothing to do with me, I actually have been responsive, I'm, I show that I'm available and I'm here, mm-hmm. I'm actually not doing anything wrong. Yeah. yeah. And does that, I know I keep going back to this one but does it kind of go into like being rejected as well because you well that's what it feels like you feel like you're being rejected okay so like in your past if you've been rejected or you have fear of rejection then anxiety could be a real killer for you if you're dating or in a relationship right and it's a risk we take when we date yeah right i mean i what i usually tell people when they come see me with like relationship stuff i'm like look when you go on a date or you're getting into a relationship Knowing, you should know that it might end. So just think of it this way. Mm-hmm. It, it probably sounds like, why are you being pessimistic? No, it's but reality. you have to be yeah. real. It's like, yeah. I'm going to date with this person. I'm marry this person or be with them. You never know what's right. going to happen. So you have to go into a relationship knowing that this could potentially end. Mm-hmm. And if it can potentially end, I have to also know what my role was, what my part was. Right. But also at what point do I also step back from a relationship if it's just not working and yeah. it's not healthy for me mm-hmm. either? And that's where people get stuck. I think that's yeah. another podcast. But comfort? Um, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is a whole other comfort. Yeah. When we yeah. get stuck in the comfort zone of, I've just been with this person for so and long. And it could be and the wrong person and you've been, yeah. With, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we'll definitely do a podcast on that. But this was really informative. Um, thank you yes, so much. Thanks. Um, we'll definitely be back to talk about so many other things since you're you have a bank of knowledge about <laughs> you know humans and relationships and life. But that that was fun. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks.